All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords. For this segment, we're joined by Adam Rowe. Good morning. Good morning, Lena Juan. <laughs> Is that going to be a thing now? I'm trying something, but I feel like it's not sticking, so I might just go back to hesitated. my regulars. Why did you hesitate? Because it just sounded just so incredibly formal. Yeah, it's weird. Don't do that, <laughs> Lena Juan. <laughs> Welcome back and Hi. happy Friday. Happy Friday. We made it. This week's gone by pretty quickly. You think Is it just so? me? No, I think a lot of us yeah. are saying that. And I, I reminded SJ that's a sign of a workaholic, and I am yeah. going to extend the same <laughs> sentiment to you. I done that much <laughs> that's the thing I don't know why you know, just... or you've just kept yourself incredibly busy too yeah probably mm. a lot on my mind I'm thinking too much that's probably why ah well the yeah. wise never rest well, I'm not thinking about much importance <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing <laughs> thanks for joining us Adam Hi. we're going to jump into our keyword news portion as always hopefully trying to better make sense out of all the headlines this morning this is our first keyword of the day Biden-Johnson meeting. The leaders of the U.S. and the U.K. have sat down for talks and they had a lot to discuss. So what came out at this meeting particularly? Yeah, so Biden said his meeting with Johnson was very productive and reaffirmed the special relationship between the two countries. So everything was very cordial and very uh, nice. And uh, Johnson praised the Biden administration as what he called a breath of uh, fresh air. I think Mm. there's so much they want to do together uh, with us from security NATO to climate change. Uh, Biden noted that the two countries have agreed to work together in combating a new century of challenges with a revitalized Atlantic Charter, which includes addressing cybersecurity and climate change. Mm. Uh, That's kind of like a revised or a modern day uh, Roosevelt and Winston Churchill kind of deal that happened. Yeah. It is, yeah, very reminiscent of yes. that. I can see the comparison. Yes, okay. so the, for the global challenges right. in the next century, right. uh, and they're kind of working at, or promising or vowing to work together to mm. combat those issues. Mm. Uh, now, the two also established a task force to reestablish travel across the Atlantic after the US banned most British people from entering uh, at the start of the pandemic. Mm. Uh, the pair also agreed on the need to uphold the Good Friday Agreement, or what's known as the Belfast Agreement as well. That was a deal that was signed in 1998 that restored self-government to Northern Ireland. Now, I won't go into the details. It's a, much, it's a big headache talking about this Northern Ireland and Irish issue. It's all to do with Brexit, basically. It does. And um, Joe Biden has been personally invested in this issue because he is of Irish heritage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so politic, uh, politically and historic uh, identity for him, uh, Ireland is very important. So mm. he's been kind of, you know... Uh, nudging uh, the UK to kind of Mm. uphold this agreement Mm. Uh, as I said I won't go into the details that's Brexit that's an issue for another day when it comes up but um, Mm. yeah very complex issue but they're saying that the US, UK and the EU are all agreed that this Good Friday agreement should be upheld all right. We'll leave it there for now. I can see why you're treading very carefully because <laughs> yeah. potentially that can eat up the entire segment. Uh, yeah. Onto our second keyword of the day. Swing through Europe. President Moon Jae-in leaves for Europe today. And, uh, of course, he's going to start with the G7 summit in the UK. He has a busy schedule ahead of him, a really packed one. So mm-hmm. what's in store? Yeah, so I kind of went through this yesterday, but it never hurts to recap. Uh, he is scheduled to join the expanded meeting of the G7 that's taking place on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Chang Wade says he'll share Korea's experience on its digital green uh, and green, rather, New mm-hmm. Deal initiative, something that President Moon's been touting on uh, a lot of these diplomatic trips. 
trips. Uh, he will be present also at the three sessions on the global healthcare system, uh, social and economic issues, and the climate as well. Uh, President Moon has been very uh, vocal when it comes to wanting Korea to be a vaccine hub for Asia and the world as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president also plans to hold one-on-one talks with the leaders of major countries on the sidelines. We yet don't know what they, which countries or which leaders they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the most anticipated, if they happen, is whether a Moon Yoshihide Suga face-to-face will happen, mm. uh, the leaders of uh, Korea and Japan. Mm. There's been a lot of uh, expectations that it will happen, and also whether the U.S. will join in for three-way talks as well. Uh, both Korea and the U.S. say there are no such plans yet, but they have both left the door open to such a possibility, so we might see something impromptu happen. Who knows? That's very much balls in your court, Japan. Right. So, so they could be meet. Uh, they could meet uh, in the G7 summit, mm-hmm. and they say, "Oh, why don't we just, uh, you know, pull have to a the little side, chat. <laughs> have a little chat, something that can be very." Spontaneous. Who knows sure, what will sure. happen? Uh, after the G7, Moon will head to Austria for three days, and that will be followed by another three-day trip to Spain. Mm. Uh, and he'll be meeting with the leaders of both countries while he's there. All right, on to our third keyword of the day. Extended operation. The Korean government is to announce new social distancing measures in the capital city included. This could mean longer opening hours for restaurants and cafes. It's a few hours, but I think those are important and vital hours for certain types of businesses. It it is a few hours, and Mm. uh, two hours is a long time in certain businesses, as you say, especially for restaurants and certain entertainment facilities as well. Um, Health authorities will decide whether to extend the current distancing rules, though, Mm. today, and it is likely that they will be extended. Uh, We'll have to see. Uh, But from next month, the government says it will allow restaurants, cafes and entertainment venues in the Seoul metropolitan area to open until midnight. So that's Mm -hmm. two hours more than the current uh, curfew. And Mm. they will also lift restrictions on business hours of other facilities starting from July as well. Those outside the capital region will not be restricted, so they can open uh, as late as they want. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Also, the cap on private gatherings is likely to be expanded as well. Currently, Mm -hmm. it's at five for most Mm -hmm. private gatherings. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's a lot of customized measures, so immediate Mm -hmm. family members who are vaccinated can... Uh, gather uh, eight people can gather there mm. and uh, I think more announcements are going to be made um, and of course this whole uh, revision is aimed at helping these small businesses mm. that have been hit by the restrictions uh, and a finalized version hasn't been announced yet mm-hmm. but an announcement is expected to be made next week and it will uh, likely replace the current five-tier system to a four-tier system with a little bit of a uh, tweaks here and there. All right. We'll, we'll probably repeat that until it gets into your system because it, it yeah. is, frankly speaking, a little confusing to keep up with. Mm. But anyhow, the aim is to provide a rightful, um, timely relief mm. for businesses hit hardest by the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? On to our fourth keyword of the day. Longer shelf life. So turning to vaccines now, the U.S. FDA has authorized an extension on the shelf life of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that was quickly approaching its uh, expiration mm. date. So what's the latest? Yeah, the decision is aimed at easing concerns about uh, doses that will soon expire and is based on data from ongoing stability assessment studies. So the studies have demonstrated that the shots is stable for four and a half months when refrigerated at temperatures of two to eight degrees Celsius 
And so the FDA granted the extension going from the previously approved three months to the four and a half months. Now, states have been voicing concerns over stockpiles of the Janssen vaccine that are not being used and are soon set to expire if they are not administered. So Mm -hmm. they have a bit of a surplus and they're worried it's going to go to waste. Mm -hmm. Now, the granted shelf life extension will allow more time for the doses to get used, Mm -hmm. obviously, uh, taking away at least some concerns about expiration dates for now. Uh, uh, But we'll have to see if anyone will take up those vaccines, especially (laughs) because, you know, they had an expiration. Well, there's a difference between expiration and shelf life. Let's start off with that. Uh, Shelf life is basically how long it should stay on a shelf of a store yeah doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go bad right. after that right. an expiration date is when that product expires and even at that usually it's a pretty conservative estimation right. in most parts so there is wiggle room it's mm. not a, as if it's set in stone however yeah. but i think the public sentiment's a little different yeah that's right so it's basically it's a difference of technicalities and so the Janssen vaccine uh, as the studies show do actually last longer than the initial recommended date Mm -hmm. so uh, for anyone who is concerned Mm -hmm. then they uh, certainly shouldn't be Mm -hmm. at least for the time being anyway Mm -hmm. Uh, and speaking of vaccines President Biden we mentioned this yesterday as well he has made his announcement of that 500 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine that will be going to 92 low and middle income countries and as I said yesterday as as well 200 million doses will be delivered by year's end and 300 million in the first half of 2022 mm-hmm. and Biden also said the donation would be made with no strings attached all right that sounds like that sounds good yeah that sounds good all right <laughs> on to our fifth uh, story of the day Myanmar crisis. Uh, The political crisis in Myanmar is showing no signs of easing with the country on the verge of a new civil war. So what's the latest out of Myanmar? Yeah, it's been a while since we uh, covered this, but uh, the political crisis is ongoing, we should note. Uh, Communities are increasingly taking up arms to protect themselves from a relentless campaign of military violence that's happening over there. Uh, Since February's coup, uh, dozens of new grassroots people's defense forces have emerged to to oppose the junta with battles occurring in areas of the country that were actually previously peaceful. Uh, Tens of thousands of people have been displaced in eastern Kaya states by intense fighting between the military, the newly formed Kareni People's Defense Force and the Kareni Army, which is an established ethnic armed group. Now, the fighting has also reportedly left at least 80 people dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the military junta has also charged disposed, uh, deposed really, leader, mm-hmm. sorry, mm-hmm. Aung San Suu Kyi with corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the most serious charge laid against her to date. Uh, and she's accused of accepting cash and gold in bribes and faces up to 15 years in jail if found guilty. So that's been slapped onto her uh, along with the slew of other charges mm-hmm. that have been, uh, or accusations that have been made. Mm-hmm. And also in Myanmar, a military plane has crashed near Myanmar's second biggest city of Mandalay. That's killed at least uh, 12 people, according to local reports. So overall, the situation in, in Myanmar continues to be quite dire. And to be frank with you, I don't think there is anything to appease the situation from the global community. That's just a fact at this point in time. Yeah, there's just been kind of empty statements so far with not much action. And And I do wonder, though, I mean, fundamentally, is there any way for us to intervene? And uh, the bottom line is Mm, no. Not really. It's a very delicate issue, uh, both diplomatically and militarily. So, Mm. yeah, it's a hard one. Mm. On to our sixth keyword of the day. No search results. 
So China is stepping up its crackdown on cryptocurrency. What's the latest? Yeah, Chinese users are currently unable to search for popular cryptocurrency exchanges mm. on these popular Chinese internet services or portal sites amid reports of possible censorship. Uh, keyword searches for online trading platforms including Binance, OKX and uh, Hobi on popular internet services such as Baidu and Weibo, those are the kind of the Chinese equivalents of Naver in Korea, mm-hmm. uh, they're yielding no results. So they're basically blocking any searches related to these uh, cryptocurrency exchanges. Now, the exchanges that appear to be impacted are some of the largest in the digital asset world, and they tend to be based outside of China. Mm. Um, the Chinese government has been tightening its cryptocurrency regulations since 2017. And that's, of course, in an effort to control capital outflows and prevent speculative bubbles. And energy consumption uh, is also being cited as another reason. Uh, mm. That's been kind of making the headlines recently, especially with uh, Elon Musk kind of pulling the plug on Bitcoin mm. purchasing because he's been opposed to the power consumption of the mining. Uh, and uh, Beijing has been strengthening those measures recently, especially uh, as Bitcoin mining mm. and also trading uh, increases, not just in China, but around the world as well. It was happening right across the street from us. Did you hear at the Seoul Art Center? Huh? What's that? Yeah, there was Bitcoin mining happening oh, right, right across right, the street. Yeah, yeah I read about that. <laughs> Good it just morning. happens everywhere. <laughs> like you could put it, set, set one up in your basement or in your living room if you wanted to. I mean, your electricity bill will be... Would it be astronomical? Yeah, I mean, just to note, if people are thinking about that, That's your electricity not. bill will far out, outdo the money you gain from mining <laughs> Bitcoin. So all in all, you're making a loss, not a profit. So bear all that in mind. Right. A cautionary tale, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Adam. We're going to let you go. We'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.